Welcome to our second episode with Alain Brio, landscape Hi. photographer here just outside Phoenix in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Thank you for uh, taking the time for You're our welcome. second episode. To, in the second uh, episode, we wanted to talk about building a successful business mm -hmm. as an artist or right. a creative professional. Right. So uh, let's maybe uh, have a look at what you've done and uh, how you developed your business successfully. Mm -hmm. um, you started out, we talked about that in the first episode, with uh, the idea that you could sell uh, you know, as much work, mm -hmm. uh, the equivalent basically of the money you made back then as mm -hmm. a student and started out like that. But then right. you build a real business based on that. Yeah, that was a stunning point. And uh, you know, like any goal, if you set a very low expectation, when you reach it, you want to go further. Yeah. And so, you know, like I said in the first episode, I started with the goal of making $500 a month. And soon enough, I was making 700, then 1,000, then eventually $500 a day and things go there, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and you really don't know how far it's going to go because there's really, you know, nothing to go by, you know. Mm -hmm. and photographers are very private with their income. You, you don't really hear, you know, reports, you know. A few of them have uh, floated companies where you can look at the stock and, and mm -hmm. see how much income they had over a year. So you really, you know, there's very little to go by. And... Uh, I always recommend that if you set a financial goal, you set it in terms of a lifestyle that you want to live more than in terms of a specific amount. Yeah. So I never set as a goal to make six figures or, or whatever. I, I just wanted to have the freedom to do what I wanted, yeah. you know, and, and to be in control of my destiny and, and to, you know, live a lifestyle that was favorable to you know my test basically yeah, yeah yeah that's great so uh, i got to know you first online through your essays your mm. book but now also personally which is mm. uh, quite pleasure to me that you're as much an artist as you are a businessman mm. and you are as excited mm. you said about selling your yeah. art as you are about creating your art which yeah. i think is kind of an unusual thing oddly an unusual thing right it, it shouldn't be an unusual thing because obviously you know, doing the art is why we do what we do, but at the same time, making an income from it is what's going to enable us to continue doing what we do and do more of it. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, every time I sell, uh, you know, artwork or whatever, it is the key to continuing to do what I do and doing it better. Photography is a very expensive, you know, occupation, as mm -hmm. we know, and cameras are very, very expensive. We have digital bags now that cost thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. It's not uncommon for a photographer to start from zero and invest, you know, five hundred, uh, sorry, fifty to a hundred thousand dollars just to get started. Yeah. yeah, that has to be repaid very rapidly because the equipment changes fast enough that within two years everything has to be replaced. Mm -hmm. And so, income has become really the secret or the key to continuing what we do. Yeah. If you don't make any money, you're stuck with equipment that's outdated. You have no way of replacing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In the film days, it used to be a bit different, where right. you had maybe an expensive initial purchase into, mm -hmm. say, a Leica camera. Right. But then you could use that equipment for 20 years, mm -hmm. practically without change. The film got better, but that was a, a used material. Right. I still use the first Hasselblad camera that I bought. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, it's still as good as it was then. The lenses are not as sharp as the new lenses because the digital lenses are sharper, but the camera is still just as functional. 
and I put a digital back on it. Yeah. Today, if I buy a digital back, within two years, it's going to be outdated. Yeah. So that's the difference. And the investment required to succeed in photography today is far higher than it was in the film. Days. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you get a business loan that's two years, you have to repay this entire loan in two years. If you get a business loan that's four years, you're, you're basically going to go bankrupt. You, because fall, you fall behind. Yeah, yeah because you, you can't use the equipment for four years. And even two years would be, you know, a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you kept your focus from the beginning on fine art and right. you increased, you learned to increase the value of the quality of work, but also how you sell your work. Right. So. I, I believe that in fine art period, you know, whether it's painting, sculpture, you know, photography, in the world of fine art, we increase our income by increasing our prices. Yeah. And the whole secret is finding a way that we can increase our prices. And obviously, if you just say, well, my photo yesterday was $50 and today it's $100, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. You have to increase people's awareness of what you do and increase your audience. Yeah. And then basically, you know, control the volume of work by the price. Having a very large demand for your very limited product and control the, the, you know, the volume of work by the price. Yeah. Um, it's a simple marketing model, but it works well because you're not trying to cater to the whole world. Yeah. My goal isn't to sell artwork to the whole world. My goal is to sell artwork to these people that think that it's worth the money. Yeah, you know? it's a spe very yeah. specific audience that has a high interest in what you do. Right, within the pricing of the market, that is, you can't price yourself out of the market. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm far from there. I mean, uh, my prices are probably, you know, one-fourth of those of, let's say, John Sexton, for mm -hmm. example, you know, yeah. who would be, you know, at the higher end of the market. Yeah. Um, would I price myself at the level of John Sexton if I could? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the idea. And I think, you know, following a normal progression, I'll be there. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. interesting. So uh, you also augment your print sales, mm -hmm. which I think is very impressive that you have basically a complete mm -hmm. business based on mm -hmm. just selling prints mm -hmm. with uh, workshops, with mm -hmm. your, your book projects. Right. Um, uh, and also with... Uh, uh, basically a workshops on DVD. Yeah, tutorials. Tutorials. Yeah. So right. Well, it became apparent to me very quickly that a lot of people just can't travel for different reasons. Either it's financial, sometimes they have a job that's so demanding that they can't leave. Yeah. Sometimes they have a family member that requires constant care, so they can't leave for that reason. Some people don't want to travel to go to a seminar and be locked in a classroom. Yeah. And so I started offering some of the technical seminars on DVD. Mm -hmm. And I call it the Mastery DVD Workshop on, you know, on the disc, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's basically exactly the same content as a two-day seminar, mm -hmm. but on a DVD. Yeah. And you can study it at home. And it has the advantage, like I said, of not having to travel, but it also has the advantage of providing you with information that you can study many times over. Yeah. Because when you attend a seminar, you're limited to whatever you can gather in two days. Mm -hmm. Here, you can study it over two years if you yeah. want to. You can watch it over and over again. Yeah. And from your business uh, side and business development, uh, was that something that sort of came as a ext nice extra? Or was it something you deliberately developed as a as second revenue stream, basically? It, it doubled our income, Okay. literally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole idea of, of stopping to do shows, which we talked about, you know, I was doing the Grand Canyon shows, and we were forced in stopping. We did not call that decision. Yeah. But the result is that not doing shows, once we reestablished the business on the internet, we doubled our income. Okay. So we are doing better now than we did at the Grand Canyon. And we did very well at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, why? Because we have more time. Yeah. The most valuable asset 
in any of us lives, you know, any of our lives, be it mine or anybody that's watching, is our time. Yeah. We can make more money. I mean, I can, you know, market and have a product. I can find another business venture and create more income, but I can't make more time. Yeah. I'm squeezed at 24 hours a day, right? <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. There's no secret there. So the most valuable asset is time. And, you know, when I, taught, when I teach marketing, one of the things that I ask photographers to do as a very early exercise is put a value on their time in terms of dollars yeah. or whatever currency you're using, yeah. but put a value on your time. And then from that value, define the price of everything that you do in function of hours. Absolutely. So if yeah. you define your value, let's say at $100 an hour, if it takes three hours, that's $300. Yeah. The calculation is very simple. Yeah, right. And if I people think you're overpriced, again, provided that you're within the price range of the market, that's because they don't value your, your, your time enough. You know, they don't value your service enough. I price myself the same as a lawyer or a doctor would price themselves at a mid-range level. But yeah. if I'm not on the low end, and I'm not on the super high end either. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the challenge with photography that I find when I do consulting, not when I sell fine art, is that photographers are not used to the concept of consulting. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is obviously when you do this as a hobby, it's very difficult to agree to rates that are really designed for professionals. Mm -hmm. That is, if you go see a lawyer or a doctor, obviously you're asking a professional advice. Mm -hmm. When you go see a photographer, you're asking for the advice on how to make your hobby better. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people have to make that decision. Yeah. But again, you know, if you buy your 30000 or now a $50,000 digital back, you know, paying a few hundred dollars for an hour of, a, of an expert's time is really not going, you know, over the top. Yeah, absolutely. Know? No, yeah. yeah. And, um, the next topic, of course, is, you know, we know what you do, but how did you develop your audience? I mean, mm -hmm. we know from the, the yeah. other episode that you started out with right. a big of a break at the Grand Canyon, mm. uh, but you actively, I think every day you develop audience and right. many people say you can't sell art on the web because it's, you know, it's limited in terms of how you can show it. Right. It's not the same experience as in a gallery. Right. I think you're the living proof that you can be very successful doing it. Yeah, the, the fact is that it's difficult to sell very large pieces on the web. Mm -hmm. So I always say, you know, it's going to be challenging if you set a 40 by 40 inch print because basically whether it's an 8 by 10 print or a 40 by 50 inch it print. It looks the same on the web. Exactly, it's the size of your screen. Yeah. So obviously it's easier to sell smaller sizes. Um, there's also the size of the investment. People are hesitant to invest a very high amount for artwork on the web. But again, you know, I'm, I'm selling extremely expensive workshops and tutorials on the web at the tune of very s several thousand dollars. So there's no reason why you couldn't do that with artwork, mm -hmm. right? So it's more a matter of placing the emphasis in the right place. Um, and, and also of giving warranties to people. I have a money-back guarantee, you know, lifetime. Uh, it's one year, but practically we actually cover the piece for as long as the person owns it. Mm -hmm. um, it's very important to generate trust. Mm -hmm. I have photographs of me on the website. We were talking earlier on about how few photographers have photographs of themselves. Mm -hmm. And very often when photographers do a self-portrait, they photograph themselves behind a camera. Mm -hmm. So you don't see their face. Mm -hmm. Well, none of that generates trust. Mm -hmm. you know, if you go to a car dealership, to take but one example, and the salesperson has a mask, you'd never buy, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so it's all exactly the same on the web. Yeah. I mean, whatever I do on the web is whatever I would do at a show, except here I do it online, yeah. while at a show I would do it in person. Yeah. You have to generate trust. You know, and, and your warranties, the fact that people get to know you, the fact that you have writings about you, the fact that you may have even videos about you, whatever, yeah. all of that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, know? become transparent, become become your own brand. And then on top of that, a very easy ordering system where 
you basically want to order this and you do one click and you have it. Yeah. Uh, some photographers ask you to go through a very complex ordering process where uh, you don't have to do one click. There might be five different sizes, four different types of matting, 12 different frames, and then you have to call them to do shipping, and then they have to like you to sell it to you. That doesn't work. Yeah. You go on my website, the print of the month, which is obviously the most popular, there is two possible, two possible choices, framed or unframed. That's it, mm -hmm. you know, and usually people Redu know. Re reduced friction, basically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and people know ahead of time whether they like it framed or unframed. We have people that buy it only framed and people that buy it only unframed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, shipping is included, there's no surprises. You know, it's, it's basically what you see is what you get and it's easy. It's hassle-free. Yeah. It's hassle-free, yeah. yeah. And, and people go on the way because they want to save time. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to save, if you don't want to save time, you go to a show. Yeah. And you browse the show for half a day, you have a good time, you have lunch, you go home. If you don't have that time, you go on the web. So we have to be aware that on the web you want to save people's time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. if you're starting to waste their time, you're going to be gone. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. not going to sell anything. Very often people ask me, why am I not selling? And five minutes of my time on their website gives me the answer. <laughs> It's too complicated, there's no photos, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. and uh, uh, about finding that audience, uh, how do you go about that? How do you, how do you address, you know, develop your own audience? Right, too? well, the principle is that you have to make yourself known. People don't know that you exist until you bring them to your site. The difference between a website and a physical store, what we call a brick and mortar store, mm -hmm. is that if you go into the old marketing technique, let's say Paris, or a downtown situation, people would walk down the street and come in front of your store and find you like that. On the web, you don't go by accident to somebody's website. Mm -hmm. You have to have your address or you have to have a link. Absolutely. So you have to advertise. I mean, I spend a lot of money advertising, I, I buy advertising on other websites. Mm -hmm. I also write essays which are published throughout the web, all over the world. They are translated now, I think, in 10 to 20 different languages. Mm -hmm. People write me and ask me if, I can, if they can translate my essay. Mm -hmm. And I always say yes, <laughs> you know. And I'm and I'm and I'm thankful that they do because it allows me to reach an audience that doesn't speak English. It increases, right? Yeah. It increases the audience. Um, I have on my website a way to sign up for my free newsletter. And my newsletter, once you sign up, you have access to I think 20 to 30 different essays mm -hmm. that are all free that you can download. Mm -hmm. So it's an incentive to sign up. Yeah. And. Then I do marketing through email. So there is a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. And then we have customers that we know personally. We will actually let them know if we have a show or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, we do a lot of work at the level of marketing. Yeah. and uh, Communication. Know, a lot communication. Of yeah. You know, we talked about that earlier on. I tell, you know, we are in the photography business, but we're really in the people's business. Mm -hmm. we, we sell to human beings. We don't sell to a machine, you know. Yeah. It's not my computer selling to this computer. It's me selling to this person yeah. through the medium of a computer. Yeah, but the computer should be fairly transparent. Absolutely, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, uh, a lot of good lessons, I think, for our audience. Um, it's been great to, to be with you here. I could do another five episodes with, <laughs> with what we have to say. Maybe we'll yeah. do it in the future. Yeah, uh, maybe. And, and maybe I'll write a book on marketing. Alain, currently we uh, are living through a massive recession in not just the North American but the worldwide economy. Mm. How does it affect your business development mm. and uh, what do you do to counterbalance it? What's your view on it right. in general? Well, it's, it's obviously a, a sizable problem. Um, the solution, as always, is to do more marketing, mm -hmm. for one. 
and, and have a pessimist, uh, sorry, an optimistic outlook because hopefully we'll come out of this. One of the things that I see immediately, and we are right now in February of 2009, is that some photographers have already stopped advertising. Mm -hmm. They are doing less advertising because the first thing they want to do is cut the expenses on marketing, on advertising. That's the worst you can do. Absolutely. Uh, you want to actually market more. You want to spend more money on advertising. Um, there's never a bad time to market anyway. I mean, if you're successful, you should market because you're successful. If it's a recession, you should market because it's a recession. Another very important aspect of this is that right now there are people making a fortune. For example, people that, that target marketing for recession. Yeah. You know, I was telling you earlier on about marketers that say that they have a recession buster program. You know, there is literally fortunes being made. You know? yeah. So you know, where do you fit in? Not everything is negative, right? Yeah. Uh, you look at realtors, well, the, real, the realty business, you know, the real estate business has gone down, but realtors make money when they sell houses. Eventually, they don't care if they sell them for a lot of money or not much money. If they sell more houses at a low price, they might make more money than if they sold a few houses for a high, yeah. a high price. Yeah. You know, so it all depends where you fit in, you know. Absolutely. Um, it's, it, it's obvious that art is not something that people need as much as a home or food or clothing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is... Uh, Obviously, it's difficult for people that are just starting out that don't have the funds mm -hmm. to sustain and, and invest at when they should. But right. uh, I, I saw a lot of businesses that have been in business or in art or right. in, in, in service for a long time. And, and then there is a lull or there is a recession. And then they, they claim they, don't, they should cut back because now it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. pay off immediately. Right. Well, I think there's two things. First of all, they should really continue investing into building their brand Absolutely. because that's what long time sustains and grow with their business. And secondly, in the time where it's a recession, there is much more exposure you get for the same amount of money because it's quieter. There's not as much noise going on right. in general. Yeah, so. there's less people trying to market. On the yeah, and then also if you have been in this business for a while, the way we have, you should have provided yourself with a cushion so that yeah, you're not exposed. Exactly. You know? yeah. I mean, you know, I had a friend uh, who asked me a couple of months ago, if things go well, what do you do? Enjoy life and spend money or save some? And I told him, well, if things go really well, you should be able to do both. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and, and that's very important. The second thing is as artists, I strongly recommend that people design a lifestyle that is self-sustainable, where they are not overextended. I mean, we, we have a very nice lifestyle, but everything we have is paid for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't have debt. Yeah. And so even if our income was to shrink tremendously, we could live on, on, on a very low amount of money. We couldn't do everything we do. I mean, but we, we, we wouldn't have to, you know, let go of everything, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, I, and I really recommend that. That's a more traditional approach, you know. I, I, that's a more European approach yeah. where I buy things, I save money and I buy them cash, right? As opposed to buying them on credit and then yeah. paying them later. But right now, what we're finding out is people who have done that are, are far less affected by the recession mm -hmm. than people that bought everything on credit. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because eventually, you know, your lifestyle is what you need per month to continue living in that, in that standard. Mm -hmm. and, and the lower that number is, the more Flexible you are. Flexible you are. The yeah. less the, the recession is going to affect you. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's funny because uh, I see it so often. I, I've been through uh, three recessions now in my career mm -hmm. um, in, mm. in marketing and in, in business development. And um, the first one almost killed me. 
Wow. So that was very, very early in my career. Right. The second one was hard. And now this th third one, I think we are pretty well mm -hmm. prepared and it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a, a learning um, experience. But I, I, when I talk to other business owners uh, mm -hmm. and, and especially people that are not having gone right. through those periods right. um, a couple of times, very often you see them closing their eyes, ignoring the problem right. or, or getting very depressed about it yeah. and thus yeah. stifling their activity. Yeah. And I, I think in, in those times, you actually need to come out and become more forward, more active. Right. Uh, maybe not with necessarily always spending, but with you know just activities. Have right. more newsletters go right. out. Right. Spend more hours in your business, although it does not pay back immediately. I think that, right. those are... Well, or maybe it does pay back immediately. Um, you're right. I mean, you know, neither hiding the problem or being depressed is going to help in it. No. And no. one of the things that happens once we make that decision of doing something that we love to be in business for ourselves is we're in control of our destiny for the best and the worst. Yeah. And so either that destiny goes well or it doesn't go so well, but we are still in control. And, you know, we're in control of what we do. We're not in control of the recession, but we're in control of what we do. We can market more. You know. that, that, that's a very um, strong point. Yeah. I think in a, from another angle, I see a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in this time getting depressed because they sort of apply right. the the, uh, the the problem of a recession to themselves and blame themselves. They may not be affected. Yeah, yeah but but yeah. I think it's a very very important uh, aspect yeah. to say it's not my fault that mm. there is a recession. No. Uh, no, but I have to still work with it. Right? Yeah, I, I recommend and I do this for not just photography but anything in life. I recommend that people make two columns. The column. Number one would be what I can control, and column number two, what I cannot control, and then let go of column number two. <laughs> just erase it. Let's just drop it. Forget it. Yeah. You cannot control it, so who cares? And it's amazing how many people focus solely on column number two, what I cannot control, trying to control it. Because well, you it's can't fear-driven, right? Very well, much. I don't know why. I think I was like that. I was like, I have to control this. I have to control how people feel about my work. I can't. Yeah. But I can control how I feel about them. Yeah. If they don't like my work, they're not interesting to me. Yeah. That's control right there. <laughs> that is, you know, if somebody says your work sucks, well, great. You just told me that you're not my audience. Wonderful. Don't uh, need to waste my time. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. You know, what's your email address? I'm going to delete you from my email list, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I'll, I'll just cancel yourself. Or who cares? But uh, they've just cleared my mind. Yeah. You know, um, enjoy the time with the people who. who that's right. Give more time to the people who appreciate your work, and give less time to the people who don't fighting, care about it. Trying to fight them. Or right. One of the mistakes that artists make is they want to convince the whole world to, to like their work. Well, art, by definition, is a matter of per personal opinion, perception, yeah. of perception. So if somebody doesn't like their, your work, it's unlikely they'll change their mind. Yeah. Let them go. Yeah. And that's where I think we yeah. can close by, you know. That is exactly where it comes. It's a number game too. Right. You, you got to, you know, that's where sales comes mm -hmm. in. You need to go through a lot of people oh, yeah. to find your audience and to sell to them successfully. Well, and to say, I'm, yeah. I'm not selling my work. Uh, it's basically ignoring yeah. the, the majority of, you, of your audience you can be successful with. At the Grand Canyon, we estimate at the time we were there, we, we had one million people physically walk in front of my my artwork. One million Not just, people a yeah, month? Uh, the total amount. Okay. Over five years. And that's a rough estimate. Yeah. And I don't, we definitely did not make 100,000 sales. So we did not have 10%. Yeah. 
um, we probably had more than 1%. Okay. It was somewhere around a few percent, 1%, yeah. 2%, That's very small, yeah. you know, but yet it made us rich. So it's not the number, it's, you know what I mean? I mean, if you think about it, how depressing, 99% of the 1 million just walked. And don't care. And did not care one bit, but nothing. But then 1% made you wealthy. So, you know, it, it depends how you look at it. Yeah. You know? That's why I recommend that artists look at the amount of money they have in their pocket and not in how it came. Whether you make one sale a day for 10 grand or you make 1,000 sale for $100, it's the same. Absolutely. But you're less tired if you make the one sale a day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> For ten grand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that, that's important. And uh, also, the last thing in terms of recession to help people that are watching is the one thing that you want to do right now is offer much better value yeah. than anybody else. You want to increase the value of what you're offering. Yeah. Because what people are looking for right now is value. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that means offering more than you would normally. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Great. Um, I think I learned a lot. Uh, thank Me you too. very much for, from a perspective of <laughs> thank the you, artist. Peter. Uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, and yeah. as I said, uh, maybe when you come visit, visiting us in the Rocky Mountains, we do yeah. another episode and, uh, yeah. and do some photography there. Sounds yes. good. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. You're welcome.